Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the Where Join the Curls podcast. I just took a shot of Magic Mind, so if I get a random burst of energy, please ignore me. But if you need energy, if you need help focusing, if you want to crush procrastination and all those spiraling thoughts, you have to try Magic Mind. It uses all natural ingredients to get you to do more and stress less. Use code JOANCURLS20 for up to 56% off your first subscription or $20 off your first purchase. I will leave the details in the episode details below. <laughs> Let's get started. Let's get started. I want to take you back to the Montego Bay episode. Not only because it's my listeners' favorite episode, but because Loki, it is one of my favorite episodes too. I want to start off by reading you a quote the same quote that i used in that episode and it says understand that someone in the world awaits you whether in the middle of the desert or in some great city and when two such people encounter each other and their eyes meet the past and future become unimportant there's only that moment and the incredible certainty that everything under the sun has been written by one hand only It is the hand that evokes love and creates a twin soul for every person in the world. Without such love, one's dreams would have no meaning. Oh, the way my body feels reading The Alchemist. If you have not read it, I think that you should read it. It is one of my favorite books, but I do want to say that that book is not for everybody and that that book finds you when it needs to find you. Anyways, let's, let's move on. So in that episode, I share with you things that I didn't know what i know now that i was saying things without knowing them but i just felt them and i was called to say them in that episode i share with you that jay once told me that he would find me and i knew he didn't mean it as if in this lifetime but our next and i had ended that episode by saying that in this and every other life our souls will meet and this is exactly what this episode is about this episode is diving in about everything that i have learned ever since picking up journey of souls and telling you how we just don't meet by by chance nothing is a coincidence and we've signed contracts before coming here we've signed contracts to help each other to love each other to grow together, to experience life together. There's another quote in The Alchemist that says, whoever you are or whatever it is that you do, when you really want something, it's because that desire originated in the soul of the universe. It is your mission on earth. When you want something, all of the universe conspires in helping you achieve it. There is absolutely nothing, nothing in this life that you want that is meant for you that you will not have. If you want something, if you think of this idea, as you begin to develop this idea, you will be presented with people. You will be presented to places, to events, where you will meet people who will help you achieve your dream. So I'll take it back. (laughs) What is a soul? A soul is described as an eternal, immaterial essence of an individual. It is the seat of your consciousness. It is your identity and your inner wisdom. Consciousness is what you are. It is the awareness behind your thoughts and body. Your soul makes you you. It is what makes you special. 
Your soul is the captain of the ship, guiding you through all the adventures of life. It is full of dreams, curiosity, and all the things that make you feel hopeful, full of joy and love. Now you as a soul came here to earth with a blueprint. You created what is referred to as a soul contract. So what are soul contracts and how do soul contracts influence our lives? A soul contract is a contract that we co-create before coming into this world. It's like planning a trip with your friends. You decide where you're going, who you will meet, what you will do, the certain experiences that you would have. More profoundly, you get to choose what you will learn and the people you want to meet along your journey. You meticulously choose who will help you learn these lessons and how. The lessons that we sign up to learn show up through our challenges, relationships, and life experiences. We all signed multiple contracts with people in our lives. Your parents, your siblings, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, your friends, your lovers, your enemies, your neighbor, the guy who works at your local grocery store, the people you have briefly met throughout your life but helped align you or put you on a different path. We signed contracts for a particular set amount of time to learn a certain lesson. Some people come into your life to help you with your power and once you step into your power, they leave. As I said in Montego Bay, he literally allowed me to discover the treasure within me. And it wasn't so much that we discovered it. It was that he allowed me to remember that power and the love that resided in me. He allowed me to feel what my inner child had been trying to communicate with me. He allowed my inner child to play and feel free. Sadly, when the lesson is learned, it becomes more painful to remain because your soul is guiding you to what's next. Our egos is what wants to hold on to things longer than they should. I was recently talking to a friend and I was asking her for advice. And she asked me, why would you want to meet with this person again? And what are you hoping to get out of it? And without knowing what I was saying, <laughs> I felt like I was using this as an excuse to meet back up with this person. But hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. I told her because I wanted to know my blind spots. <laughs> I wanted to get this person's perspective on what I need to work on. And she mentioned how we have self-awareness. But there are things that we are oblivious to unless someone points it out to us. Which is why most of us end up in therapy because we need somebody to talk to us. We need somebody to tell us when we are fucking up. We need somebody to tell us when somebody else is fucking up. We need somebody else to guide us through these difficult conversations. Just funny enough, not a coincidence, <laughs> the book that I am reading now talks about the same thing. She states, your noble friend will not accept pretension, but will gently and firmly confront you with your own blindness. No one can see life totally, as there is a blind spot in the retina of your eye, there is also in the soul a blind side. When you are not able to see, Therefore, you must rely on the ones you love to see for you what you cannot see for yourself. And I'm not just talking here about the negative things, about your flaws. I'm also speaking to you about your potential. There are certain things that people will see for you that you cannot see, which is why you come to people for advice, which is why we get into relationships, because they help us learn what we have yet to heal from, what we need to work on. Through the triggers is what we learn, what we like, what we don't like, and what definitely needs our attention. Now, taking it back, <laughs> have you ever met someone that you instantly clicked with? They felt so familiar to you. The conversations flowed easily. You find yourself pouring personal details about your life to them. The instant connection is there because both of your souls remember each other. If your souls haven't met before, then the process of getting to know them becomes a bit more lengthy. Your coming together takes more time because your body needs time to adjust to theirs. Now, I do want to say that everyone who you meet, you reincarnate with, or have a relationship with is a part of your soul group. A lot of these people who you have connections with 
or lessons with are just people who you sign the contract with. You have what it is called a soul group or family. And these are the souls who you deeply bonded with because you have spent multiple lifetimes with them. There are people in your group who are not only committed to their own advancement and growth, but that of everyone else in their group. We tend to take on various roles in each other's lives. It is possible that you can have people in your life now as part of your soul group, but it can also be that none of your family members are in your soul group. Soul groups are formed by the level of maturity. You will have the same level of development. You're working towards similar goals. You have the same awareness level. You are like-minded. People will describe it as similar souls, different bodies, different costumes. And I was bringing up this conversation to my sister the other day and I want to share it with you. I was telling her how there's somebody in my life who constantly says or constantly uses the fact that I am younger than this person as if I know less or have less experience. And that's... And <laughs> And not to toot my own horn, but the amount of work that I have put in has put me in a level of advancement that not a lot of people have, that I don't see in a lot of people. And just because your mom is older than you, just because your friend is older than you, does not mean that you have less awareness, that you are less mature. Because on a soul level, you can be older than your parents. On a soul level, you can be older than your siblings. On a soul level, your partner might be four years older than you, yet you are older than them. Or your partner can be younger than you and be more advanced than you. So don't let nobody tell you that just because you're younger, that you have less maturity, less awareness, less knowledge, because that is not true. We all advance at different speeds. Anyways, some common soul lessons. I won't share them all here, but some of them include love self-love forgiveness self-worth self-acceptance compassion what i believe to be my top soul lessons because of the repeated experiences that i have had are self-love forgiveness and communication how they have been presented to me is by people mirroring back to me who i am and what i lack i once told you that i sat on a cold bathroom floor crying because i realized that i didn't love myself that i continuously put myself in the same situation with the same person without realizing that they could not love me the way that i wanted and that I was seeking something that only I could give myself. He couldn't give me self-love because there's a reason why it's self. Only I could fill myself up in that way. What he showed me was that I was lacking it by my deep desires to be loved by him. Another man in my journey showed me that I was still lacking self-love by the things that I tolerated from him. Which led me to punishing myself and taking away alcohol because I was tired of putting myself through the same scenarios. Forgiveness showed up in having to learn that we are all here to trigger one another. That we all assigned a role to one another. I had to forgive my parents because they did the best they could with what they had. I had to forgive my siblings because growing up we all always fought a lot and there were some hurtful things that we said to each other. I had to forgive my dad because he was an alcoholic and he abandoned us. I had to forgive my mom for not teaching me proper communication. I had to forgive myself for my own actions and choices. I had to forgive others in order to move on from being in anger, pain, and resentment. I had to forgive so many people in order to be and feel free. Now I want you to think about your own lessons and your own challenges. You chose people to challenge you. How else would you have learned your lesson? How else would I have learned forgiveness if I didn't have people put in my path that I needed to forgive? How could I have known that I didn't have any self-love if I didn't put myself in a certain situation that required me to devalue myself? That demonstrated that I lacked self-love, that I didn't take myself into account. 
that I wasn't working on myself, that I was accepting shitty behavior and experiences from others, as well as not allowing healthy love in because I did not love myself. How else would I have known abandonment if my dad had not left? I signed that contract with my dad. And because he left me, I have suffered to learn to balance this lesson out. My fear of abandonment has led me to push a lot of people away. I have developed a skill of detachment. I look for ways and reasons to leave people. I am okay with people leaving my life. Now, how does one fulfill their contract? Fulfilling or working on your soul contract requires you to wake up. It involves a lot of self-exploration, self-discovery, self-awareness. Reflect on your own journey and the lessons that keep on repeating for you. It requires a lot of inner work. You are literally going and peeling back the layers. You will master all of your lessons in one life. Pick the ones that hinder your growth the most. I sometimes look at myself in the mirror and have this beautiful feeling that I almost want to cry. Not because of the physical, but because deep within I know how hard I fought to transform my life. How hard I worked on myself how much I overcame to be here today. You also do not fulfill your own contract or allow someone to fulfill theirs when you are constantly seeking approval of others or trying to change others. When you do not seek or need external approval, you are at your most powerful. Nobody can disempower you emotionally or psychologically. You cannot live prolonged periods of time within the polarity of being true to yourself and needing the approval of others. There were so many times that I attempted to change myself or wasn't true to myself in order to make others happy and not to make others feel as insecure. And as always, I'm going to give you some examples. Around my early 20s, mid 20s, I used to go out with my family a lot and they required me to get my makeup done and I would do my makeup, but I felt so ugly. I did not feel like myself. And I put myself through that because, you know, we were out clubbing and they said that I needed to look presentable. But that took away from me because it made me go to places and be in places that did not make me feel good or where I wasn't feeling my best. Now, I also had this friend who um, we were actually on a trip to Jamaica with and we were all joking with her. But when we got back to the U.S., she was like, hey, can we go out to eat? I would love to talk to you. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And she was like, oh, like, I don't like the way that you joke around with me. She says, like, it made her feel insecure. What I did in that situation was I, I stopped making jokes with her, like, <laughs> like, overall. Like, I wasn't even joking about other things with her. Because what I realized was, in a group of six or seven people, she had signaled me out she was okay with other men making the same jokes to her but she wasn't okay with me so what about me didn't make her okay with that so i literally stopped making jokes like my friends and i would gather up together and she would or she would even say a joke and i wouldn't fucking laugh i would be like no and then i'm like why am i making myself feel uncomfortable around this person this person has to go at the gym too um wherever i go i'm my happiest self i'm always like dancing i'm always like sing i'm always doing some extra shit for real for real and at the gym i was once told like i'm not putting in work because i was dancing and i was like no you just don't tolerate how happy i am and that's a problem if somebody else's light affects you that is a problem that is a concern and it's funny that i say that because somebody had told me indirectly that my light bothers them that how people perceive me bothers them that it makes them feel insecure they didn't they didn't directly say it. they indirectly said it so i didn't address it but that is a problem and i'm going to tell you why it's a problem if there is something that you don't like about somebody else because it's a positive thing like i enter places and no matter where i go people respond nine out of ten people respond to me in a positive light people want to engage in conversation 
conversations. People are down to help me. And this is no matter where I go, bar, restaurant, if I'm traveling. If you have a friend who is like that, then ask yourself, what can I do to raise my vibration? What can I do to raise my frequency? What can I do to raise my presentation so that I present myself to people in a positive light? Whatever you don't like in somebody else is because they're mirroring something in you. Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, we tend to transform when we get in a relationship or to please our friends. But when you fake something, you end up attracting more of it. In Sacred Contracts, the book that I'm reading now, she states, compromising who you are to gain approval of another is the is a very precise example of giving away your spirit. You give so much of yourself away that you stop recognizing who you are and what you like. Manipulation is the art of making another person's spirit dance for personal amusement. And I love this. And... I used to be that person. I used to want to control people and how they acted. You cannot control anybody but yourself. And you shouldn't be wanting to change somebody else. Because in you changing them, you are messing up with their life plan, their contract. By you pushing somebody towards something, you think you're doing them a benefit. But unless they want to, unless this is the path that they're meant to be on, you are just forcing them to do things. So think about, like, let's say your parents that wanted you to be a lawyer or a doctor. Those were our top two choices in careers that our parents were okay with. And in them forcing you to choose a career that they wanted or that they thought would be the most successful, they were ruining your life plan. And you shouldn't want to change somebody for your personal gain. You shouldn't want somebody, let's say, you shouldn't force somebody to be more affectionate if they don't have it in them. You shouldn't force somebody to act in a certain way around certain people. Or you shouldn't force somebody to get you flowers. You shouldn't force people to do things because you're messing up with who they are at their core but anyways to wrap up this episode and you know that i'll say that like five times so bear with i want to say that i recently reached out to my favorite herbalist in order to partner up with her because i think that you guys should experience the magic of natural products and natural ingredients so i want to say if you suffer from yeast infections if you need a natural birth control if you need oil of oregano which helps with utis yeast infections skin infections if you need help balancing your yoni she has washing oils if you need herbs for fertility herbs that would help and boost your sex drive whether you are a man or a woman if you need a hormone balancer deal with pcos if you have ovarian cysts endometriosis literally if you need a detox if you need help with with sleeping with gut health with brain food with iron literally whatever you need she will help you and the best part about this is that all these ingredients are used from herbs I've stopped taking medications from doctors. I stopped going to doctors for pills when she had the answer to literally all. And all you have to do is go to her website and look at the products that she sells. And if you're interested, just use the code JRayas10 for some money off. We are working towards a better us, a healthy us, a natural us. Because we suffer from a lot of things and we go to the doctors and they'll prescribe us something that will lead us to 10 more problems. And we do not want that. To wrap up this episode, I want to do a recap and say that we all have made agreements and signed contracts with one another. We have agreed to meet at a certain place at a certain time. I want you to understand that soul contracts offer a perspective that our lives are not purely random. It invites contemplation on the choices we 
make. It invites us to think about the connections that we develop in our own personal evolution. My goal is to have you explore and dive deep into your own journey and the lessons that you have to learn simultaneously with me. We are here to teach and learn from each other. You did not come across my podcast or my life by accident. I want you to find meaning in adversity. I want you to find love in the midst of fear. I want you to find a deeper purpose in your life and others all while knowing that you can be of service to others without trying to fix someone else's life. You have to let people learn from their mistakes. You have to accept people as they are. You can't force someone to change. All we can do is lead with love and light. I do want to say that you're an active co-creator in your life, but that you also come in with free will. You also have the power to resist and change your own life course. No matter what you believe in, if you think of life as a giant play, a movie, or a game, you stop taking things personally because you realize that we're just all playing a role. You realize how beautiful it is that we chose to play such an important part in each other's life. We ask people to be a villain or a hero, to help us grow, to help us build character. You know who your soulmates are. You know who's you know who you assigned a major role to in your life. When you look at certain people in their eyes, even if you just met them or if they've been in your life and you see a certain light you've known before and on the human level you don't know why and you're attracted to them or you just feel at peace around them, it's because your soul is remembering. Remember that quote that says, the eyes are the windows of the soul? On a human level, we cannot see souls. We look at us in the flesh. But when you look deeply, you realize that there is so much beauty that you picked you handpicked you selected your friends you selected your family you selected your lovers you selected your neighbors you gave them roles you assigned them to an important part of your life and that is so beautiful now caroline the author of sacred contracts states when you start fulfilling your contract the divine starts giving you guidance through intuition dreams hunches coincidences Although you have everything you need within to fill your contract, you will not be provided with everything that you want. You will probably have to learn that you have the inner resources to do what you need to do. You will have to learn from your strengths and capacity to push yourself beyond your apparent limitations. I want to end it with another quote from the alchemist, hunches, his mother used to call them. The boy was beginning to understand that intuition is really a sudden immersion of the soul into the universal current of life, where the histories of all people are connected and we are able to know everything because it is all written there. Maktoub, the boy said, it is written. In the same page, he says, but all of this happened for one basic reason. No matter how many detours and adjustment it made, the caravan moved toward the same compass point. I want to tell you, no matter how many detours you take, you will end up where you are meant to be with who you are meant to be, doing exactly what you are meant to be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, please download the episodes. Please share with your sister, with your neighbor, with your lover, with your ex, with your co-workers. Make sure to leave a review. Reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know if any of this resonated with you. Until next time.